I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. My guest this time from Essex, Maryland, is the creator of Heavy Metal Band Offensive. Please welcome Leon Sohail. What's up, everyone? Thank you, Matthew, for having me. Very happy to be here talking all things metal, all things offensive with you. That's right. Hopefully, uh, yeah, definitely going to get offensive up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with me, actually, uh, through uh, Jace, uh, J uh, James, there we go, of uh, Blind Side Entertainment. Uh, I started listening to you guys' music very recently. I, I really dig what you guys uh, bring to the table. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're also very excited for all the new things that are happening uh, with our band and the music. But thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. And before I, got, I know I got a lot to chat with you about. I know you have a lot of cool things in the works, but I want to start with a fun question first. Maybe get your mind thinking. Uh, if you could collaborate with any living artist on a future song, who would it be? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I'm a huge, as you can see in the background, Metallica fan. So, um, yeah, James and Lars of Metallica would be. Biggest stream probably for me. Yeah, dude, that'd be really awesome. I know you put out your uh, cover album, Metallica songs, very recently too. Yes, yeah, we um, recorded a few uh, uh, songs that we usually play live. Uh, we're an original band, but we're not um, basically a stranger to playing a bunch of covers in our set. Um, and so we recorded some of our favorite. Uh, songs that we've been playing out since the beginning of the band um, and uh, we released three of those the four horsemen jump in the fire and for whom the bell tolls alongside an original song that i wrote uh in memory of cliff burton um and we called it the tribute to metallica it's really awesome. You guys do it uh, very justice about uh, the covers and stuff obviously i know you have a lot of respect for metallica and stuff and it definitely comes through Absolutely, and other bands as well. We're um, right now continuing with recording a whole full LP of um, covers from other bands as well. It will be released hopefully next year under the title Bandland. Days Revisited Bandland is the name of our rehearsal space. So the songs that we're rehearsing there, um, we're planning on releasing a 10-song EP next year, LP next year. Very nice, definitely something very cool to look forward to, and naming it after your space too. That's kind of that's kind of fun. Nice nod to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was going to say this for later in the interview, but I, since you're talking about Metallica and stuff, I know very recently Offensive released uh, a killer cover of "Seek and Destroy" along with the music video. Uh, how was the recording, the cover, and uh, the music video? So um, that's actually one of the songs that we have not released. We just released the music video. 
It was part of the whole bigger picture of the cover uh, tribute album we're recording. And uh, we had um, a Baltimore soundstage during the pandemic, the, one of the, our favorite rooms that we played many, many shows in that uh, great venue. And we were recording a music video for our song, King of the Underworld. And I just thought that it would be a great idea since we had extra time to perform Seek and Destroy and then later on just patch it all together and make two music videos out of it. Uh, and that's what we did with um, the Seek and Destroy music video. It's definitely very cool. A lot of, uh, I think, you know, obviously very fun to watch. And obviously it's Metallica. So, I mean, who doesn't like Metallica? So, yeah. <laughs> good to watch. Exactly. But, uh, but uh, another thing I was going to cover later, but I'm, I'm, since you talked about King of, uh, of the Underworld, you released that in December of 2020. I saw the release date was Christmas. I saw. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, Christmas bonus. The, the song originally was released as. Uh, the first track of the album Inhabitants of Purgatory in 2019 with uh, Offensive's uh, first singer's uh, voice. And then since uh, he's no longer with us and I'm singing basically uh, that song live, I decided to jump in the studio and basically um, kill myself, try to um, hit all those high notes. And we released that as a single, as a Christmas bonus, Christmas gift for our fans. It definitely, uh, you can definitely tell you, a lot of effort with like the notes and stuff. Uh, so how do you, well, have you performed it live yet? We have, we, yeah, we, we've been performing it live uh, since uh, probably our first gig. Uh, but um, me singing it, I think it started in, uh, 2018 late 2018 um uh, i started singing that live it's been a very it's been a challenge since i wrote that music to the voice and range of our first singer who had a very high pitched high range um uh voice and i have a lower i'm a baritone basically which is very low on the uh vocal range so trying to meet with that expectation and trying to like sing so that I do justice to the song while playing guitar is a bit of a challenge. So, um, but, but it's, get, it's getting better. Every performance, it's getting better and I feel more comfortable after each time we play that song live. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just uh, just doing it more often. Obviously, you just got to get comfortable with it. You know, obviously hitting those high notes, playing guitar, or you know, performing. It's all you know, kind of wrapped up into a, a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of work, but it's well worth it. Yeah, I saw your uh, Meet the Band interview on your YouTube page, and uh, it's just it's fun. It was obvious. It was very fun just uh, seeing you guys all interact together as a band. You obviously, you guys get along very great, and you, know, you got a lot of Pennsylvania uh influence in your band <laughs> yeah yeah um it's uh one of the neighbor states and and then that's just um basically a coincidence because we do have a very very close relationship with many many people and even though we're from maryland we are very well developed in delaware new york new jersey um, and Pennsylvania, Virginia, a lot of East Coast and Northeast and also Midwest as well. We played many, many shows in Ohio, 
West Virginia, and um, so we're trying to basically expand um, and uh, get to new territories. But um, PA has always been very nice to us. Like every show that we played in PA has been a blast. Yeah, that, that's my first. They have a very cool music scene as well. They're definitely very flourishing. Like you know, Philadelphia and uh, Pittsburgh definitely got a lot of great up and coming bands as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, a lot of great bands uh, come to Maryland to play from PA, and we're always yes, we're always um, very, very amazed at how many talents are out there in that state. And uh, Pittsburgh has a hard rock cafe. I was, I was actually there. It's a pretty, pretty cool place. Awesome. Yeah, I've never been to Hard Rock Cafe in Pittsburgh, but I love the city of Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah, I went there in 2019. Uh, it's a cool place. I like uh, just all the, all the history. Andy Warhol's obviously from there, and they got a whole bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, Roberto Palente. It's a lot of history there as well. Absolutely. Yep. But obviously, so a big reason I wanted to talk with you is you'll be actually be hitting the road with a lot of different, you know, coming to a lot of different states, coming up Metal to the Masses 2 tour. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. June 10th, I believe. Yeah, it is happening. June 10th, Thursday, our first show would be in Cumberland um, in our home state, Maryland, um, at a uh, place called All New Thirsties, All the New Thirsties. And then we're hitting eight states and finishing in Virginia, in Chesapeake, Virginia, close to the beach on Monday, June the 27th. Hitting eight states, um, performing from June 10th to June 27th. So how's it feel to tour again? It's, it's, it feels great. Um, we um, have been playing a lot of weekenders and like short runs that I can't really call tour. Um, you know, we played in Ohio a lot recently, just going, playing, come back. But there is a different feeling when it's a tour. When you know that you're leaving and like you're gonna not gonna be seeing home for two, three weeks. Um, it's a different feeling. It's a different kind of excitement mixed with many, many other feelings, but um, mo mostly excitement. Yeah, I, I bet, especially for, you know, actually an actual full-fledged tour, as you said, eight states going on tour for 17 days, you know, obviously not, not home, but definitely experiencing all the great states. I do know you'll be hitting my hometown, home state of uh, Indiana coming up June 16th at The Ruin. That's yes. an awesome show, and uh, I saw uh, uh, Blind Anxiety posted about that. So that's, that's really awesome. June 16th, anyone's interested, you can see Offensive Live yeah it will be great it will be our first time in the state of indiana it actually i i traveled personally um in to many states in the united states since i um came here but not indiana i haven't seen indiana so i'm very excited we will be there actually we don't have shows on monday and tuesday of that week i think 14 and 15 but we will be in fort wayne for those days, try to get to know your hometown and get to know Fort Wayne and the state of Indiana. And hopefully we could hang out, all of us, and then uh, go to the ruin and um, have great time on the show on the 16th. Yeah, definitely going to be awesome. For anyone who hasn't seen you guys live, what can they expect from Offensive? Um, so 
we are a traditional musically we were a traditional heavy thrash band which means that there's uh gonna be her floating around head banging um basically mostly pure thrash and heavy fast music we don't tend to talk much we usually play songs um because most of our most of our fan base have usually come to shows for that thirst for that itch for the old school thrash and the you know long guitar solos and um good old just head banging and, and if, if venues allow us surfing all that crazy stuff um uh also um a, a lot of um basically our performance is based on um technicality so we'd like to uh, show off our individual skills so there's gonna be like drum solos guitar solos bass solos and um uh why not some some jokes some offensive jokes we like to um definitely uh, be closer to our uh, fans and people who come out to see the shows and we'll try to get connected but it's old school everything about us is very old school just so you know be you be warned i personally am trapped in the music of 60s 70s and 80s um so even though i try to keep an open mind about all things new and all the TikTok and all the new culture and everything which i love i'm still a very very old school person so um yeah a lot of i think unexpected because that was the uh, vibe of our generation in uh, the 80s when i was growing up uh, we didn't want to write too much script we wanted to do it on the go so a lot of things that we learned to do on stage were kinesthetic basically we learned it on the go and you know we use the energy of the room um to project it back with actions words everything but what you can always expect from us is that we're always positive we're always smiling even if we're um absolutely butchering your favorite song just think of that as um something offensive that we do we, we, we won't be we won't feel down about it even if we mess up if we fuck up a note or if i sing out a key um it's all because we want to have fun so we will always be smiling a, a lot of times i try to make mean faces so it goes better with the music and the songs that we play it never works out i end up smiling so um if that's offensive to really brutal metalheads, well, we have to live up uh, to the name of the band. Yeah, that's right. But definitely, I mean, if the music's so good, if you're feeling the energy in the crowd, I mean, it's hard not to smile and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. You know, if smiling is considered offensive in metal music, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. No, definitely, it's going to be an awesome show. I mean, obviously, check them out on the whole run of tours. You guys have been announcing events in some killer places, killer shows. And uh, killer lineups as well. Plus, uh, I've heard you had some stuff working for your home state of Maryland coming up later in the year as well. Yeah. So um, after the tour, when we come back, we have a few shows here and there, trying to cover more um, 
territories. I think we have two shows in North Carolina, one in Virginia, and then also we're playing HMAC uh, in Harrisburg with our friends in Wall Street in July. And then we have many, many great shows with some of our favorite bands in um, August and September, one of which would be uh, we're going to basically play a run, a short run with Inhuman Condition, which is consists of the members of Massacre, the original basis of the band Death, the members, uh, the ex-members of Venom Inc. It's about super power death metal band, which we're very excited. We're going to be hitting the road with them, uh, I think, in September. Yeah, that's definitely that's a powerful super group of metal yeah yeah it is it is yeah no no other way to really say it but yeah that that's really awesome you guys got some cool stuff in the works as well for all that and uh yeah definitely look forward to seeing uh um you know obviously i'm not from that area but definitely those shows sound awesome yes yep definitely very exciting so what's kind of the music scene like in uh maryland um it's it's very um uh, strange. We have a very broad uh, taste in the state of Maryland. The basically the and I I I think mostly my feeling about the music scene in Maryland is positive. We have problems in this scene, but most of those problems are good problems to have. One of the biggest problems we have is competition. There are many many live music venues in the city and baltimore maryland eastern shore everywhere that you look there are shows happening at the same time so you could come to baltimore with your band to play a show in baltimore city and there could be 10 other live music in 10 miles radius playing the same style of music you're playing so you might not get a good crowd because the crowd would be split between all the places so it's a very competitive state maryland uh that's why sometimes a lot of big bands either uh start with when they tour east coast uh i've seen that as a promoter a lot a lot of bigger bands and promoters and agents either skip maryland altogether um or they pick their east coast mid uh, or midwest based on their dates in maryland many of the agents and promoters and talent buyers in maryland have a clause in their um agreement they don't want other the bands coming to this state to play shows within 100 miles radius uh 60 days before or after the shows is very common here that has not in that's not a very common issue for many other like places like ohio or uh, pennsylvania places like that but Maryland, it, it's very competitive. Um, we have a huge hip hop and um, a rap type of following in the, because of the demographics in uh, Maryland. Uh, also underground metal. Um, so every genre has its own uh, following and it's a big scene. You see a lot of musicians in the state of Maryland that makes it very hard to compete um but at the same time some of my best friends um i have here i made through going to shows in the state of maryland 
Yeah, that's actually the first time I've heard of like, uh, you know, I've heard about the Maryland music scene. I heard it's, you know, it is a little bit cramped at times, but uh, it's a good problem to have. I know some states where there's like barely any live music venues because of, you know, of the pandemic last year. So, I mean, at least you have nice problems of, I there's so many shows, I don't know where to go. So yeah. I've, I've never heard, you know, of clauses of, of show dates and stuff. That's the first time actually hearing about that because I know we don't really have that issue in my state, but that's mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a, a lot of, um, and it's it's understood. It's not it's not a strange um, thing. It's just I've seen it more than I should have, being from Maryland. <laughs> yeah, at least you have knowledge of it since you, you know, obviously live in the state. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really cool that all uh, again, you know, a buddy music scene of you know great talent. I mean, it's always good. And, you know, competition just makes you. I mean, you have to work harder but you can get it done absolutely so uh so uh anyone not from maryland who's some bands uh to check out from the Mar from maryland um so <laughs> that's a good question and i'll tell you before i answer your question um why is it a very hard and difficult question to ask to ask me it's because i um started to uh work on the side as a promoter in here in the state of Maryland in 2017. And for about more than a year, I was um, basically the main booking agent at a very cool spot in Maryland called Sparta Inn. Um, and so I used to have shows Thursday to, Thursday to Sunday every week. And a lot of times in the midweek, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, I would have like touring bands. So um, you could imagine I probably booked over thousands of bands at least, um, most of which were from Maryland. Uh, and also my band has played more than about like maybe 200 shows. And um, I usually, I made it uh, my mission from the day one. And also I always expected all my band mates to show up at the load-in and leave after the show is done to support um, and network with every single musician and band on the bill. So that makes my head get exploded with names. But some of the names that come in uh, mind, and mostly because I'm a very geographical person, so um, I think of what um, the, the bands that I've recently played with or I'm excited to play with again soon. Um, some of these bands um, I have to mention uh, would be a band called Reign of Tragedy. Um, that was the first band that played um, shows with us for a very long time. They were on um, offensive bills and they were bringing most of the crowd to the venues when we were trying to build our fan base. Um, my buddy Rob Thompson, he has uh, another band called Reaver, but his main, main band, Reign of Tragedy, and his other side project, Stripped, these are, uh, they, they were very, very big and great in our scene. Um, the Another great band is Streaming in Silence. Um, some of my good friends are in that band, a very good, great band from Baltimore. Another great band is called Season of Fear. Uh, they're an old school thrash metal band. Um, uh, some of other great bands, uh, ZFL, 
Um, they're, they're also very known and very well respected in our state. A uh, band called Scarlet Angel, uh, a band called Race the Rat. These are some of the bands we played many, many uh, shows with, and we always enjoyed ourselves. Um, th these are some of the Maryland bands that we have been playing a lot, and that comes to mind. Of course, there's many, many more. It definitely uh, listen some great bands. I, I'm familiar with the uh, Screaming in Silence. They're they're really good. I really enjoy them. Uh, so definitely uh, very very cool. Very uh, as, as you said, it's very uh, competitive uh, area over there. But definitely, I mean, that competition makes the best. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, actually, I didn't know you were a promoter too. I didn't uh, I did not know that. But definitely, hey, it, it comes in handy uh, handy when I uh, ask questions like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to list a few more bands, but it's the music that you've been listening to this week. Music that I've been listening to this week. So um, one of the uh, local bands here actually released their album last week. Uh, the band is called Scissor Fist. Uh, and my buddy Matt is the singer. And um, I've been listening to that a few times. Um, it's very great. Uh, work um, just released, and I've been listening to some Cradle of Filth, um, a lot of Blaze Bailey, who used to be an Iron Maiden and now is doing his solo stuff. Um, I uh, listened to Halloween's new single that came out last week, um, and I've been listening to a lot of <laughs> Offensive's new material on repeat because we're in process of finalizing offensive second album so me and my producer are just ping-pong and going back and forth with the song so um yeah i've been listening to our own stuff a lot um yeah but other than my own music i think credible of filth um a lot of caesar fist and uh halloween uh, Stradivarius, a lot of power metal stuff has been um, the music I've been listening to. That's a solid lineup, and uh, I, I'm going to list mine before I, I want to talk uh, about your new music. But I've been repping uh, Wild Street this interview. I've been listening. Awesome. Their their new stuff. Uh, I think it's just they've just been building on their stuff. Like I mean, I've really enjoyed their music. But I think their new album, Wild Street Three, coming out soon. It's like uh, they're just getting better and better. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, that that uh, uh, I think your shirt you're wearing is uh, sing uh, like promoting single mother, right? Yes, that good call. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a great great overall direction they're going to. I uh, we played a show with Wall Street, um, I think last month, um, and I, I love those guys. I like Eric and everybody else in that band. They put on a great show, and they're they're heading to towards the. Uh, the best, like they're they're definitely gonna hear way more uh, from and about Wild Street in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. I saw them uh, last month. I think it was right before, uh, the, or right after. I think it was right after. Uh, I saw them in Fort Wayne at the Ruin, or I'm sorry, Indy at the Irvine Theater. There we go. I got my shows mixed up, but uh, nice. yeah, they're they're awesome to chat with, and their their stuff just sounds, you know, like their studio quality is their live show. It's very impressive. Yes, I agree. And so yeah, that's what I've been listening to. And uh, I just started listening uh, to Megadeth again. I just started uh, getting back into them. 
So, uh, so yeah, that's what I what I've been listening to while streaming Megadeth. Pretty solid, I think. Awesome, awesome. But uh, I know you talked about the new music for Offensive. Uh, can you give me any hints uh, about what you've been working on? So yes, um, a few. It's actually very huge. A few um, years ago, I started putting together some new music, new material, and I thought maybe it's a great idea so to collaborate with some of my personal favorite musicians that I could basically um, contact and try to see what um, the, the music that I wrote for this album, I looked at it this way. I was listening to music with, for some of my personal favorite uh, musicians, and I was getting inspirations and used that inspiration in the mood of the lyrics. And then I tried to think who would be best to perform this song to shape this um, album the way that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I would listen to it and I'd be like, hell yeah, I, I did that. And um, so it's a collaborative album, uh, 10 tracks that we recorded for this album. And some of the guest musicians that I had the honor and pleasure of working with uh, are um, Mr. Michael Gilbert of Flotsam and Jetsam, uh, Mr. David Ellefson of uh, Megadeth, uh, Mr. Um, Roy Z of Bruce Dickinson um, and many other projects he wrote and produced for Bruce Dickinson for many years, and uh, Blaze Bailey, uh, one of my all-time favorite singers, um uh george call from cloven hoof and aska um i also had the pleasure of working with one of my favorite singers nick courtney of uh, vicious rumors um and many more mr matthias kupiainen from shadow warriors who basically has done i think five out of ten songs with me on the gu guitars and also will be uh, mastering the album after um, our production is done. The, all the drums were done by uh, Mr. Ashley Maccabee, who is our producer and also one of the best drummers that I've ever worked with. Um, and different um, guest musicians on bass, like I said, Mr. David Ellefson, uh, Mr. Cody Green from Vicious Rumors, and um also mr um uh forgot uh mr appleton from um a blaze bailey band now who used to be in iced earth and uh many of the absolva and many other bands so it's a it's very big project it's uh musically very very different from the first album it's more progressive more leaning towards power metal because matthias was very involved in this process um i uh can't wait to share this album with everyone we're on the last um basically days of finishing the album it will be released hopefully sometime around october and uh there will be definitely news um about the details of this album soon that sounds all Awesome! You you've been work, like working with killer guest musicians, top quality guest musicians, 
And uh, now I'm, I'm excited to hear like the final product when it's released later this year. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. That's just that's all. Like, um, so how how do you have? Did you have connections with them, or like how do you uh, you know collaborate with all these great musicians? Well, um, like I said, I have a very old school heart, and um, these are some of even though some of them are very young musicians, um, these are some of the people I connected with. They might not be the most famous. Uh, another person I forgot to mention was the Mr. Tim Ripper Owens, who um, the ex Judas Priest singer, who's now in KK's Priest. Um, uh, so these are the type of musicians that I went to the concert, or I met at meet and greet, or I my band had the pleasure of opening for, and just like we just connected magically after like one short conversation, or you know, uh, people that I remember for some reason. For example, Roy Z. I give you an example. Um, I, uh, I've always been a big, huge fan of his work with Bruce Dickinson, and most of my childhood, very hard childhood in different countries where I had to struggle, especially in the Middle East. I was only able to survive because of this music. And there are certain songs, there are certain music that I had access to that shaped my um, youth um, and shaped my uh, fighting spirit, um, survive, surviving in those times. And one of them was the Roy Z's music, the Bruce Dickinson solo album. So I was, when I first came to the United States, I made that my plan. I, I need to meet this meet this guy. I need to tell him what his music means to me. And I need to find a way to work with him on a song and get his feelings to the words that I want to say, I want to sing in my song. And when I shared with him the image, and of course, all of these musicians were hand selected were selected because these are type of musicians that put their craft put their arts over everything else so every single musician that i work with has told me as a warning if they don't like the music they wouldn't do it and that's that was what i wanted to hear uh from them and um yeah it, it just it was like approaching through the right channels, being respectful, being patient. I had to wait for two years for one of my singers to that I wanted on this album to get back to me. But I'm not a type of person who is afraid of or who get pissed at someone for rejection or being ignored. I'll just um, respectfully keep cranking and keep hoping. And... Um, yeah, it, it's it's. I, I would say it's, it's miraculously came together. Yeah, especially like having that chemistry of, of people. You know, you're doing this because you love the music. You know, obviously, you know, your money's you know all that stuff. But important, the, the bottom line is you love the music, and you're with you know obviously great uh, musicians. As I said, you know, Tim Ripper Owens is actually going on tour. I saw like he's super talented as well from uh, from what I've heard and listened to and uh, just work with all those people. And now uh, do one more question about like the guest musicians is Absolutely. do you have these people in mind when you made the song or did you make the song go, you know what, this person would fit in perfectly with this. 
Um, yeah, so the, the, as I was writing the songs, um, because most of these songs were inspired by the music I was listening to at the time, um, it was like, oh my God, it could be great if this person can sing it. For example, I'll give you an example. I had a song called Anessa. Um, that is my middle name. When I first came to the United States, I stayed with a Native American family within uh, 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 Cherokee family uh for a while and uh they taught me a lot about the native family and history and they basically the chief of that family named jesus um he gave me the um basically the name anessa and told me you don't shut up about how much you love new york and you're just like so excited to be in this country anessa means my home so you should just change your name to anessa and that's why I did when I uh, became a citizen, I put Anessa as my middle name. Um, so um, I was like thinking about the whole history of the natives and uh, their struggles, their history and all that. And I was fascinated by some of their leaders, their, the courageous leaders that have Crazy Horse and uh, Red Cloud and all that other great warriors. And I started writing about you know their frustration with, especially with the you know history i learned about uh, uh the u.s president andrew jackson and what he did to them and all that stuff so ended up becoming a song with an acoustic guitar called anessa and i released the demo of that and then after that i was listening to of course i knew of the song um clansman by iron maiden that was written by steve harris and blaze bailey and i was like you know what this will be a great song for blaze to sing because it's basically a lot of vocal melodies are inspired by him and he is very big it seems like he's very big on native history and guess what when i played that song for him in 2018 when we played a show with him He's like, oh, I love this. I love Native history. I was like, do you want to sing it? And he was like, uh, sure. And then um, I just put him on the spot. I'm like, ah, no, don't feel bad. I just email you, email your manager, and we talk about it. Two years later, I got a message. I got an answer back. It's like, yeah, Blaze will do it. But here's what he wants to do. He wants to change it and make it his own. And I'm like... You know what? Um, if it was anyone else, I would have been pissed. I would have not been happy. But Blaze Bailey wants to take my song. He's like, he likes it so much that he's like, I want to make it my own. I'm flattered. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> and the, the outcome is so great. The outcome, it's one of the songs I've been listening on repeat. No, that's really awesome, especially, you know, the connection to Native Americans. I saw uh, on uh, PBS, they did a great uh, Native American documentary about Native Americans and music. And it's very interesting how influential they are in music and that they don't really get talked about uh, in history. True, true. Yeah, they're, they're definitely some, it's very important, but also neglected in the United States. We um, should talk about Native Americans way more than um uh, we we are and definitely uh they are the ones have been here the longest and know the land and you know everything better than all of us and um 
definitely their their culture and their um, way of life has the highest positive influence on the life of all of us um, from different backgrounds. I come from a European Middle Eastern background and I came here and the best thing I love about the United States is the land. And I think the being able to work with the natives and the, the ones who have learned how to uh, live with the land as their mother um, is going to be our uh, basically key to survival and basically being uh, connected as human beings in, as one race in this great land. Yeah, I definitely, I completely agree. And just the, uh, yeah, the way the way the American Native Americans live, like they, um, you know, if they killed an animal, they would use all the parts they could that they wouldn't waste anything. And I think that's like, there's definitely a lot of stuff that uh, people can learn from about stuff, even applying it to now, nowadays. And exactly. that, uh, there's don't, you know, history books, a lot of that stuff just doesn't reflect it. I agree. I agree. Definitely there is um, a need for the whole educational system to, um, definitely won't work more class, uh, closely with uh, our native heritage, Native Americans. Yes, definitely, for sure. And uh, you know, thank you so much, uh, uh, so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Definitely a lot of great time chatting with you. Definitely check out Offensive Metal the Masses 2 tour coming to eight states very soon, starting on June 10th. It'll be in Fort Wayne on June 16th and some great shows as well. So please see Offensive Live. Got some killer things in the works as we've been discussing. And I do got one more thing before I let you go. I know you covered a lot about what your plans are, but anything else, any more future plans? It's already uh, halfway through 2021. Um, well, no, just like last word is um, for all uh, music fans, uh, if they're listening to this uh, from anywhere, is um, I just want to um, and, and encourage everyone to spread the message of positivity in their music scene, wherever they are, uh, try to uh, be positive at all times. It's not an impossible task, that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, definitely if you are a musician, um, just know that you have a responsibility as an entertainer towards your society and your community. Start small, start in your community, spread the message of positivity, go through challenges, go through everything that uh, you have to go through uh, as, a, as a part of the society and also as an entertainer. It's, it's up to us to put a smile on people's face and it's up to us to help them with our products, with our performance, with our music. Um, to basically help uh, challenging uh, families, especially in our country, to get through their day. That's like, if I couldn't imagine my childhood without Metallica and Iron Maiden, Megadeth, I, Sabbath, they, they were the bands, they, they were the, the music of those bands shaped my childhood and helped me through very, very tough times. Um, and I want to encourage everyone to do the same, be productive, and uh, definitely spread the message of positivity and friendship and encouraging everyone, regardless of uh, race, gender, ethnicity, or sexual orientation, all of that. We're all, we all bleed red, um, so we all should be brothers and sisters in the name of music.
I liked everything you said. Yes, like music is a very powerful tool, and I think you know, definitely a lot of people like them using it uh, to include others and to you know create relationships and bonds and stuff. It is a very powerful tool, and uh, I, yeah, there's definitely I, I, you know some you know metal music I think definitely starting out was kind of more you know doom and uh, you know kind of a dark, but now I think definitely there's been a positive shift in metal music that it's trying to you know to include everybody and just spread a positive message. Exactly. And also, one last thing I wanted to add. Um, so you, you mentioned about the dark side of some of the music or the history of metal music. Um, even in, in my band, it's it's the rule. Everybody in my band and including myself, even when we don't like something, uh, we don't comment on it. We're all about the positivity. Even if the, I hear a music or something that is dividing, I'm not the one fixing it. I will try to promote positivity and what I think and my band thinks is the best, unity, all that stuff. If uh, there is division, if there is a wrongdoing, um, I'll definitely try to uh, be helpful by putting a good example out rather than attacking anyone for the wrongdoing i've done many things wrong in my own life i've done many unwise things many things that i and, and the only reason why i changed or i went through a change and disagreed with what i've did in the past was the power of love and respect it has never been a criticism it's never never worked on me and doesn't work on many old school metalheads it doesn't work but keeping an open mind and like not trying to attack anyone personally just keep uh, spreading positivity and let people find for themselves what's best to do in this world instead of attacking so that was just wanted to add that one up there. no yeah, i really it's a great rule to uh, live by i was i was just saying that there's you know obviously a lot of you know different things out there but using positivity is you know it's obviously you know a better tactic is what i was saying so but no definitely i totally agree with you uh and then there just needs to be more positive especially everything we went through last year we need more positivity in our life no absolutely. More absolutely so thank you so much leon soho of offensive joining me here on super cool radio please check out metal the mass 2 offensive is going to rock your face off and smile while doing it <laughs> awesome thank you very much matthew thank you very much for all the listeners of super cool radio radio uh and i hope we'll be invited back of course all, always a great time chatting with you i think we definitely uh definitely a lot of different topics that we kind of covered on but definitely uh i think for another interview we, we have so much more to talk about but thank you so much for tuning in i'm matthew thomas with super cool radio thank you for watching <laughs>